Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Thanks for taking some time here and joining us in Hollywood North. Hollywood North. Vancouver, yeah. Have you, okay. Have I you ever that. done work up here in, in Canada? No, I actually, I was, I was close to getting a, uh, a TV series that was going to shoot in Vancouver, but I have not spent any time there. No. Oh, what were you close to getting? They've done a ton of stuff here too, hey? Oh, they're doing tons of stuff there. Yeah, tons of stuff there. Yeah. Um, it was just a it was a guest star, a recurring guest star role on um I couldn't even tell you. It was like, like two years ago. I could I can't even remember. <laughs> like, like Riverdale or like Arrow, and there's been so Oh many. actually uh River it was Riverdale actually. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah. they shoot that uh, close by my place. You know, in fact they 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 have like I mean you know this, but I maybe a lot of people that don't know about movies and you know, they have so much money to throw around that it's it's insane. Like I had my next door neighbor had, I can't remember. It was it was the same thing. It was one of those Vancouver shows they were filming here, but they needed to use my yard to put a, a ladder in just so that they could take a shot from the ladder into my next door neighbor's kitchen. Yeah, and they gave me a thousand dollars just to be able to put the ladder in my yard for a day. Like, what? like you need, need me to do that again? I can do it again. Like, totally. Like, did, did you need a, like another day on that? But yeah. Uh, yeah. So of course that's where people are going to know you from is acting. Now they're going to know you from music. We'll get into both, okay. but uh, I, I'm curious. So, you know, with your, you know, you're you know, reading through uh, the, the, the press release that, that Shauna gave me, you know, there's billions and Lucifer and American crime story and, you know, you're busy yeah. creating all this awesome content that people are binge watching and they're loving you in it. But f- I'm wondering the other side of the coin, like when you find time, what are you binge watching? Oh, great question. I just started you, the third season of you. It's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. I'm like fascinated. I think because like, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm all about like spirituality and positive vibes and manifesting and all these things. So there's like this little part of me that like, is like, you know, I, I think they say with light comes darkness. And like, I just love it when they go like psycho and kill somebody. It's really yeah. fun. It just like, oh God, it just gets me going. Yeah. I could watch. Um, I think I burned through like five episodes of that last night. And um, it's amazing yeah. how fast it goes by too, right? You're just like, ah, maybe one more. And then like three hours later. I know. And then it's crazy because you have to wait like another year for another season to come out. It's like, come yeah. on people. Yeah. Um, um, oh, nine perfect strangers. Did you see that? No. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's with Nicole Kidman. It's a limited series. Okay. And it's, uh, about, about, um, like psychedelic, uh, therapy oh, okay. and like all like nine perfect strangers go to, I'm not going to give it away, but it's like, these nine random people show up and they go through this experience together. And it's really cool. Interesting. Did, did you get into the, uh, what's the big one right now? It's uh, squid game. I have not gotten into that yet. That's fucking crazy. I know I'm excited, but I, but I also like, I, 
nobody can say this post COVID and I don't even know why I'm saying this, but it's coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> I, I haven't had the time to like sit down and like, no, right. Binge, even though last night I did watch you. So that's a poor excuse, but yes, I will watch, I will watch it. And, and, so, and how was the, I mean, it's a cliche question, I guess, at this point in an interview, but like, how's the last year and a half, two years of your life been? It's been nuts up here. Nuts. Yeah, it's been nuts. You know, but I, I got to be honest, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, I, I have to think, you know, talk, talking about that dark and light thing, right? It's like we, yeah. we go through life so fast and, and you get in such a routine that I think COVID really made all of us not only stop and slow down, but look at all the skeletons, all the nooks and crannies, all the dark, all the places that we've been hiding and mm-hmm. limiting ourselves. And music was that for me. It was like tucked away deep down in here, back behind this thing and this, you know, like little <laughs> yeah. chamber of my heart, just in the depth of my soul, just hiding down in there. And you know, I've always like dreamed of being on stage and singing, but I've just never, I guess it's always just been kind of like, I don't know, it's just a childhood afterthought, but somehow film and TV was always like tangible. And the only thing I can break it down to is like, I think I just kind of always correlated singing to like the deepest part of my soul, like being seen, you know, like vulnerability where TV and yeah, like TV and film is like you're playing a role, you know, it's not really you. So, right. so to answer your question, I mean, I, I was single during COVID. I still am single again, if anyone's wondering. Um, I had <laughs> oh, God, no dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had no, no partner, no dog, no kids, nothing. Right. And so when this hit, it was like, at first I was kind of like, well, this shit's going to pass, you know, whatever. And then it got really serious. And I think it really forced me to look at all, I mean, to, to put it bluntly, all the places that I've been hiding, you know, and like not really showing up for myself in the best way possible. And that big wake up call was singing for me. And I was like, you know what, on the other side of this, I am going to do everything I can to give myself the opportunity to be seen this way and share my voice with the world because really it's about the lyrics. I love, um, you know, Mm -hmm. just being a lyricist and writing. And I really think, you know, the most powerful way to send a message to the world is the music, you know? Well, totally. Um, The the power of music. I mean, once you really start to get into it and, you know, there's uh, um, studies that have shown people with dementia, uh, Alzheimer's, you know, they can't remember their kid's name or where they went to school, but yet they can sing all of Hound Dog from Elvis Presley. Yeah. Like there's something that just hits different. Music hits different. It does. Because it, 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 I think it touches the soul, you know, it gets in the soul and it, yeah, yeah, I'm a big believer in that. So, so to answer your question too, it's also been wild. It's been crazy just like everybody else. Um, you know, I, it also is really awkward and weird when you're a working actor or you, you actually have momentum and then everything stops it. Like, you know, it's, I think it's hit all of our egos in different ways. And I had to, I had to check myself on that and get back into like the spirit of the matter, you know, yeah. it's like, why are we creatives? Why are we artists? Why are we doing all this? Like, is it just to get another paycheck and another job? Or are we like, like, why am I doing this? What do I really want? 
you know? Yeah. And the answer now is like, I'm only going to be doing shit that really moves me, you know? And whether that's singing or uh, partaking in a, in a show or whatever, I want to, I want to have authority over it now versus just doing something. So. Yeah. And you're mentioning, you know, being a lyricist. Is that something that you've kind of always, you know, done? You've always written in some regard or. Yeah. So again, I think it's like shifting. I've shifted my mind. Um, I've been writing in journals since I was like nine years old and I've got stacks and stacks and stacks of journals. Shut up. Do you still have them? Hell yeah. I still have them. And the very first song I ever wrote, it wasn't mama said actually. Um, That's just the first one I decided to put out, but I'm planning on putting it out. It was verbatim out of a journal from about seven years ago. No, that's great. Yeah. So it's been pretty cool because, you know, it's again, it's all about perspective. Like, I think we all have this like level of genius in us. What, genius meaning ability to tap into the creative. And I just had to shift my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, I am a lyricist. I just didn't call myself that because we've been so conditioned in America to be like, oh, you have to go get a degree and you have qualifications and you got to meet those standards then to become something. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think I learned through COVID, like, fuck that. Like we can be yeah. whatever we want to be and there's no limits to anything, you know? So I had to do a lot of reprogramming in my brain to get to where I'm at right now. Interesting. So what, what's the music then in, and by the way, why the, why the name change? Why not? Yeah. Like, everyone, well, everyone keeps asking that, you know, I kind of did it just to like. For that? I don't. Yeah. I just, Kinda? so Monroe's my middle name and oh, okay. yeah. And, uh, there's ties to my grandmother on, on her side through Monroe and it's with a W not a E, which I always thought was super cool. Yeah. Um, and like, I think when I was like 17, I wanted to change my name to Monroe, just M O N R O W. And just like as a single name and I never did. And so I think through the, through the process, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna like, I'm going to, it, you know, it is kind of this stepping into me and this space that's not TV and film. So like, I want my name to be Kelly Monroe. She's kind of stuck. So the question I was going to go before I might sidetrack there. Yeah. What's the music in your house then as a kid growing up? Like what are your, what are your parents playing? Yeah. So my dad, my dad had actually a really big influence on, on us musically. My brother is an incredible musician. And so it was always kind of his thing. So I was always listening to him, you know, he would play stairway to heaven on the guitar and, you know, oh. what I realized, again, talk about shifting your brain. I used to go, oh, wah, wah, wah. It was always my brother's thing, and he's an incredible singer, and I can't do that. But you know what I really, I, what I really realized is I was ear training all right. those years. And I just was learning how to do it, even though I wasn't necessarily doing it. So, you know, that's been really cool. But, like, my dad, I remember, like, we'd get in as a Zuzu trooper. And, like, he would, bu- he would just, like, bump, like, Tears for Fears and Jimi Hendrix. and um you know all the austin boys like you know back in the day and um like stevie ray vaughn and earl hack i mean all the all the country greats all the way to you two to leonard skinner to um you know all of them and so my dad definitely gave me that like kind of rocky edgy ear and kind of the grit and um you know, and then of course my mom would listen to like Gloria Estefan and like Amy Grant and you know all the country artists. So I kind of had two of these ears that were like, oh, that's interesting, and oh, that's really commercial, and that's very rock, and 
you know, so definitely musically inclined family though. This is a, yeah. And it, and it came very, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing yet, but I know what I'm doing now. It's oh, kind of weird. On. You, I, you I know what you're doing. That, that Mama Said is a great song. It's a great video. And Thank isn't you. it cool to think that maybe now you will be that person that's talking about Leonard Skinner and Tears yeah. for Fears and U2 and everything else. And it was, it was Kelly Monroe. That's the person that I grew up listening to. Isn't that a cool thought? It's very cool. I love that you said that. I actually just got chills. It's true. Yeah, it's true. And I, I think it's just, you know, again, not to get too deep and stuff, but it's just like giving myself the permission to even step into that new name and step into this new space and actually follow through on it and execute is like the greatest win. <laughs> like, I don't even really, whatever happens from here, it's like all a win just because I think the hardest part in this life is just like showing up and showing yourself and doing something. You know, oh, and yeah. you know, the first thing, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, you're an accomplished actor getting into music. The, literally, it doesn't matter what it is, cooking or like you're working on cars or whatever it is. That first step is the toughest. That's the hardest thing is actually just doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I would tell anyone just from learning through this experience. It's like if you want to radically shift your life, it's like taking that first just step into whatever the next thing is, is everything. I think it can change the whole trajectory of your life. Yeah. And, and so were, were you a drama nerd? Like, why did you get, why, why the path for acting? Like, what was, yeah. What was so I started out in commercial print. So I was like modeling at the age of 14. Okay. Um, I got discovered by a woman named Nancy Campbell. So I like did a lot of just every kind of ad that you could, you know, JC Penney and Dillard's and Falsa watches and this and that. Like I did all of that like 14 or 15. And the reason is because I told my mom, I don't really want to work at like a restaurant one day or like work at a, like a clothing store. I want to make really good money, but I've always had a very entrepreneurial mind. And I was flip flipping through a 17 magazine when I was like 14 years old. And I looked up at my mom and I said, I'm going to be in this magazine in one year. And of course, you know, if you can't tell based off the song that I wrote about my mom, she's mm. always been like my biggest fan. And she's like, I'm sure you will, sweetheart. And cut to three months later, I'm sitting in Nancy Campbell's office. She signed me and I was in 17 magazine one year later. That's awesome. Yeah. It was like 10 months later, but anyway, got into yeah. commercial print and print modeling. Um, I ended up doing a commercial for Walmart when I was like 16 or 17 and the DP on the project was like, hey, you know, to my mom, because my mom used to show up to everything I've ever done. She's really cool that way. Yeah. And he said, you know, your your daughter really like the camera really loves her. My mom was like, oh, OK. And he's like, you know, you might want to consider getting her into acting. So I took a couple classes. I don't even think I took a class. I think I maybe took a class. I've never like taken acting classes. But I think at that time I went to like some this is like kind of how you do it. And um I remember I went, I, I think I did one more commercial. And then from there I did a, um, an independent film and then it kind of took off. Mm. So, yeah. Just like that. Well, it wasn't <laughs> just like that. I know. Okay. <laughs> <You> <laughs> like it. it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I say, you know, overnight success takes 15 to 20 years. So exactly. it's it, always um, like that. Yeah. It's always but, like that. 
So have you played concerts yet with the, with the music side of things? I have not. I mean, this is, so I started this journey about seven or eight months. No, I'm sorry, eight or nine months ago. It's almost been going on a year in January and, um, no, I've just been co-writing and recording. So like, mm. I'm freaking pumped. I would love to get out there yeah. and yeah. Cause I, I think that's going to be my, my well, space. That's, I mean, that's it. Right. I mean, it, you can yeah. make a really good album in the studio, but can you pull it off live? Like that's, <laughs> I know, you, know what, you know what's crazy is i'm way more comfortable live than in a in the recording studio it's like you can hear every echo of your voice and it's all right here and you're like oh my god this is actually perfect it's going to be perfect it's got to be perfect you know which you know is stupid anyway because it doesn't exist but right when you're live it's like all vibes and you're just flowing with the audience and like i've been on stage my whole life Get me, get me out there doing that and I'll crush it. I know nice. I will, but in a, in a recording studio, I'm like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. It's just way different. Yeah. Way, way different. Yeah. What, what was your first concert that you went to? Oh, like ever in life. Yeah. I went to an Amy Grant concert. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh-huh. And I used to be, I used to love her. I mean, she. Yeah. Wasn't she, she was married to like. Dan Hill or something like that. I think it was Ben Skill, wasn't it? Ben Skill. It was like yeah. one of those, yeah, it was like one of those country guys, right? Yeah, it was a country guy. And you know, of course, I'm from Texas. So like I grew up on country music. That's like all I used to listen to. Right. So, you know, uh, that's not true. We would we loved hip hop growing up and like like we dabbled in a bunch of stuff. I mean, it was always but country, I think, is definitely the roots, you know. You'd go to a, a bar and get a beer and you know, there's country bands all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. let me hit you with uh, with this one. This was really gonna set it up for us to really know who you are music wise. Okay. So you're stranded on a deserted island. It's the, it's uh -huh. the another cliche question, but it, it really shows a lot. So, what three albums do you need on that island? Oh, God, great question. Uh, definitely uh, Notorious B.I.G. Um, <laughs> Juicy is one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay. Uh, so sorry, I'm throwing a ball to my dog. Um, what kind of dog you got? Oh, he's a golden doodle. He's the coolest. Oh, yeah. Nice. He's still he's still a puppy, so he's hasn't quite learned how to. And his name's COVID, or <laughs> Cash. Cash. <laughs> I should have named him COVID. Uh, we got a, we got a golden retriever who's now just over a year old. So of course during COVID as well, we named Aww. him Sergeant Puppers. Sergeant Puppers <laughs> for Sergeant Peppers. That's amazing. Cash is That's good amazing. Well. I just got a Red Hot Chili Peppers tank top. Um, it made me think of that because I was going to name. I thought about naming him Chili. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. like that name, <laughs> but I did it. So, oh God. Okay, so what, Notorious B.I.G., which, yeah, like, let's reverse like three minutes and talking about how you're all country all the time. So that's <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, because when we hit, so it was interesting growing up because like grew up in a single parent home, like did all that. And we didn't have a lot of money, you know, and my, hey, cash, hey. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money, so my sorry, is what it is. <laughs> okay. Um, and 
you know, my mom would work late. She was trying to get a real estate license. And so I think my brother and I just went through that, like pissed off, like teenage phase. And we would just, I remember we'd listen to like Biggie. We listened to Tupac, you know, we'd listen to Tribe Called Quest. We listened like just a bunch of different groups that kind of, you know, shaped, I will say, and I'm really excited to share more music. I'm dropping like nine more songs and an album and the whole thing. But you'll notice like my songs are getting grittier and grittier. And I think you kind of learn that like swag from those rappers mm. and kind of the cadence of how they talk and speak. And, you know, I mean, lyrically you got to, I mean, they flow and it's really fast. And so it's kind of inspired me to, you know, inflect that in my music, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely love Fleetwood Mac. Probably have a little. Which album though? Rumors, probably, I know. Like, God, that's like, so hard. How do you get away from that album? It's probably, you know, it's, it's up it's, there. Yeah, it's got to be top three ever it's, made. It's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, especially I, I don't, when you know the backstory. Like the album itself, you're like, yeah, it's a good album. But then, like, watch the making of Rumors. If you haven't oh. seen that yet, no, I did see that. It, yeah, it's so crazy. Like, there's like crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Like in in band relationships, everyone's kind of fighting. Everyone kind of wants to break up. Yet here they're uh-huh. making like the best music ever. It's insane. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Gosh, to balance those two out. Hmm. It's almost like I'd want some like like jazz or opera or like Italian, like an Italian singer or something kind of like take me out of the feels you can only have too much feels going on it's like <laughs> I, um, thought you were, I thought you're gonna go the other way and be like you know and then i'd want a pantera <laughs> far beyond driven you know i thought about that but see if i get if i was stranded on an island music moves me so intensely yeah. that if i had some like heavy metal shit on or something i would just i'd probably like lose my shit <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably want to try to stay as centered and calm as possible you know yeah yeah um so yeah i don't know that's a hard question i'd have to think about that third one because i'd want to i want to get it right for myself but something very uh not jet not jazz jazz but like almost like an italian opera singer or something i don't know let me think on that one i'll get back to you where was the last place you went on vacation the last place i mean i've been traveling a lot in the past six months um i did go to italy over the summer, I snuck out. This is one cool thing about being single. I feel like you can just kind of like sneak in places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, do you want to go? I do. Great, let's go. Yeah, like we've got a third wheel pass for you. Do you want to go? It's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Great. Um, but no, I went to Italy by myself, actually. And that was really profound and beautiful, especially musically. I mean, mm-hmm. God, I've traveled all over the world and it's amazing how it's inspiring my music. Um, just writing about certain, yeah, just the way you feel in certain places. Like you can't, you can't, you know, you, you can't describe certain emotions except I can when I'm traveling for some reason, you know, it's, it's really, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and, and so you, you go there on your own. Mm-hmm. 
what's that like? I've never done that before. Like, have you ever done that before? What was that like? Yeah. So I started traveling. I was in a 10 year relationship, like pretty early on. And when that ended, um, I just promised myself, I was like, okay, like, who am I really? And what, and what is really like, what do I really want? You know? And I promised myself two things. I would go to dinner by myself and like date myself. And I would travel alone because you really, you really learn about yourself in those two situations because it's like the most traumatic, terrifying thing to eat alone. I don't know if you've ever done it before, but like, I'm talking about not at the bar, like a proper sit down dinner yeah. where like four times they come over and they're like, are you uh, is your guest, ready? are you expecting anyone? And you're, you're like, like uh, no. 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 You know, and you, and you order wine and a nice meal and people are looking at you like, oh, my God, that poor girl, you know, yeah, it's it really hits all the all yeah, the I mean, I, I've eaten on my own like that, but I've never yeah, I've never traveled on my own. I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. Traveling is a uh, it's profound. I would highly suggest it before you, you know, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I was going to ask you who, who the most famous person is that you've met. Oh, that I've met. Um, I would imagine with the gigs, you've probably, you've probably met. Yeah. Well, I mean, American crime story alone. I mean, that cast was incredible. Yeah. I mean, you had John Travolta and, you know, you had Cuba Gooding, you had uh, David Schwimmer, you had, I mean, all-star cast. Um, but like personally, I oh well, I I will tell you this story. I okay, you're done with the ball. He's done with the ball. I'm gonna breathe on that one. Um, to me, everyone's just everyone, right? Like I don't think of anyone as like whoa. But yeah. I will tell you the star power that I felt with two different people. Um, I met J Lo at a at a dinner event, mm. and there's just her charisma and the way that she carries herself in a room, hands down, just star, star power. And I remember thinking like, I was taking notes because I was like, she, she, she just puts, she emits just like badass and just like strong and fierce, but like striking at the same time. Um, and she's stunning. Actually, like still stunned. Like stunning. how old is she? She's stunning. Stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning. She, and even her demeanor and the way she moves. And I've always thought her and Shakira are just like, like my two, you know, if I was ever going to be a lesbian, I would definitely be a lesbian lover with Shakira. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, uh, and then I think, you know, uh, older, like I've met a lot of really cool people, but I think again, star power. Um, I met Shirley MacLaine. Oh, and she is just, she's probably the coolest woman I've ever met. Mm. I mean, she just is soulful and gives zero fucks. Oh, yeah. And she just has done it her way. You know, like when I think of the song My Way by Frank Sinatra, it's like Shirley MacLaine. You know, she just unapologetically. And I really, I love the longevity of her career. You know, to me, like, the secret, like the thing that I want more than anything is just longevity, you know, yeah. with, with, with film and TV and with singing, it's like, that's all you could hope for. Um, who's yours. I'm so curious. The most famous person that I've met. Yeah. Or, or just that, that you were like, Oh my God, they're all the things like they're, 
Oof. I mean, other oh, than me, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you're up there for sure. Um, wow, that's a, yeah, I mean, I never even thought of it through my eyes. Uh, like a ton of, you know, I used to, I was the afternoon host at the rock station here in Vancouver for 15 years be before starting this podcast. So tons of bands like Metallica, Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters, um, uh, you know, I'm party with the guys in Nickelback and like, I, you know, all that stuff. But like, like you though, I don't, I, I never really am starstruck. Like, yeah, I think the, I think the one for me that I was like, Holy fuck. It's Kim Coates. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, he, and he was so cool. That's so awesome. cool down to earth. I mean, his stuff is just so, he's so good at, yeah. at his craft. He's such a good actor. That that's probably, I mean, I could probably think back and there'd be more, but like no, no musicians. I'm, I'm never like, whoa, cause I can also play. Yeah. Um, so I don't really, I don't put that at a point where I'm like, ah, it's fucking cool. Like I couldn't do that. I can't act. Um, yeah, I don't think I can. I don't know. I mean, I've never tried, <laughs> uh, but you know, so, so I, I guess I put like, I put acting like an actor at a different spot than I would a musician. Right. I don't well, know. and that's, and I'm sure someone would flip that if it were, yeah. but, you know, and, and same like, thing. Like if I were to meet like Wayne Gretzky, I'd lose my fucking mind. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like musicians, eh, it's cool. Cause I love music, but yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question. God damn it. I've never had somebody ask me. <laughs> yeah notice it's the only one that i mirrored back to you too <laughs> i know right because <laughs> you're like oh really you want some of that um do you do you get into the i, I want to ask um what was the who's the guy that was saying that the the marvel movies oh scorsese yeah remember he was saying like all oh, the the marvel movies and those superhero movies and stuff it's not really theater it's not really cinema uh -huh. do, do you get into those movies like the iron man and like Wonder Woman, X-Men, Batman, and all that? Did you get into any yeah. of those movies? Yeah, I did. I mean, I've always wanted to play a superhero. That'd be pretty epic. awesome would that be? Oh, my God. Epic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be for sure up there. I mean, look, I think, you know, I think there's art in everything. I mean, you know, do I think that it's a old classic film like it's going to turn into an old classic you know martin scorsese film obviously not no you know but that's also like something he would never do so it's just like saying like to adele like why aren't you a rapper well because <laughs> it's just not my thing right you know that's a good so i think i think what he's really saying is like i just stay in my own lane because that's what i do really well <laughs> right yeah fair what you which know? superpower would you want to have Ooh. I mean, you know, this sounds so cheesy, but I'm just going to say it because it really is my answer. If I could like heal somebody, like physically heal somebody, like Jesus vibes, just like, or like make somebody not worry. I think mm. because those are the two things that I, you know, have a hard time with is like, you know, uh not worrying so much i've had to really work on that so if i could alleviate that for somebody else i think it would be like the coolest superpower ever and it would be <laughs> your name would be captain no fucks exactly 
<laughs> I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of already my name, to be honest. I, I've transitioned into that, but wouldn't that be so cool though? It's like somebody be, has, that'd be pretty you like, know, you, you've got cancer and like, oh, it may just touch you real fast. You got no more cancer. That'd yeah. be pretty awesome. That would be pretty awesome. It'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Let and me like people would like, you know, like self. Oh, go. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, I was, I was just rambling on about the superhero thing. Now I'm really thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let, let me wrap it up here. I, I want to respect your time. I said I was be 15, 20 minutes, so. Oh, that's um, okay. I, I have you till 7, like 40. Oh, Talk nice. Away. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you nail it down to one career highlight, or is that, is that impossible? Um, I'll tell you my career highlight. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be what you think it's going to be, but I remember, <laughs> I remember I booked big mom's house part two and I was like, Oh, you know, like this is going to be so cool. It's going to be great exposure. And, and Martin Lawrence, you know, like I'd see him on set and we had our scenes together and I was like, this is it. Like, this is it. I'm moving to LA. I'm going to, we filmed it in New Orleans. I was still in college. And I was like, I'm going for it. This is it. And this is a weird answer, but I'm just going to say it. So I walk the <laughs> red carpet. I do this thing. I'm like, this is it. And I go into the premiere and I, I'm in like the second row, with all the rest of the cast. And I'm like, I like elbow my friend. I'm like, this is like the beginning part of where I'm going to be in. And I don't show up and it skips right over. And I was like, Oh my God. And then it happened like seven more times. And then finally I'm in like two scenes in the movie, which is fine. It's great. It was a great start. Mm -hmm. But I, I remember walking out of that theater being so mortified because <laughs> here, because here I am strutting down the red carpet, like, Oh, I'm the next, you know, whatever. And, and then like, I'm in 5% of what I thought I was going to be in. Wow. Right? And they and don't tell you that they don't tell that your scenes are being on the cutting floor. They don't tell you that shit. They sure didn't. Nope. Wow. Nope. I mean, you know, now if you're the leading lady in a film and you, and of course they're probably going to call you and say, Hey, it's going in a different direction. But at the time right. I was so up and like, I was just beginning. So they're probably like, so, but I remember leaving going, okay, you know, it was like just the right amount of humble pie. Oh yeah. And I was like, from here on out, I'm going to be so grateful for anything and everything I get in this business. And I'm going to work my ass off even harder. Nothing is going to be handed to me. And I'm literally going to work my ass off to the point where I get to sit down in the front row one day and go okay, this is like my 78th time in this chair. No matter what happens, like I'm going to keep showing up and keep doing great. And I'm going to, and eventually I'm going to be in more and more things and more and more scenes. And then one day I'm going to probably produce my own film and it's going to be on the screen. And I'm going to be really excited about it. So that's probably been the highlight of my career is the fact that I was so humbled so early on. And I was just like, but it was like the greatest lesson that I could have gotten. That is a great answer. Thanks. Like a great answer. Like a, nothing like a little bit of humble pie to keep you on track. Totally. And I also think I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have gotten everything else. Cause I don't think I would have worked so hard, you know? 
And it's, and it's the same with the music stuff. It's like, this is not going to be handed to me. I'm starting in my thirties. I don't have any background. I don't know. There's no trained, you know, whatever, but I'm going to work, I'm going to work my ass off, you know? So Hmm. figure it out. (laughs) I love it. All right, Kelly, last question. It's an oddball. I doubt you've ever been asked it, but maybe you have. Okay. And it strikes me, and don't take this wrong, the wrong way, but this strikes me like you're going to have a story. (laughs) So do you have a near death story where, holy fuck, I could have died just now? Yes. Yes. I have like four, I've I've like literally died like four times. Share, Share one or a couple or all if you want. Okay. Okay. I'll share this one with you. Cause it's like pretty heady and people will be like, Whoa, I was, you know, 16 or 17 driving to school. It was 6am. I had just gotten a Ford Explorer sport. I was 16 and, um, driving to school early to work on this project. It was raining out and it was still dark. So I, to get to my school, you go down this really windy road and there's like kind of ditches on each side. It's kind of this windy uphill road. And just left my house. I was a little bit late and um, still dewy out. Sun hadn't come up quite yet. And I, I remember kind of, I fishtailed and I jerked the wheel back and I hit the telephone box on the street or pole. And I flipped my car four times and I landed flip, 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 flip. And I landed down in a ditch. And of course it was so early that, you know, there's not houses for probably half a mile each way. So it's just ditch and plains. And, um, I just remember panicking and I was like breathing really hard and panicking. And I remember just saying like, Oh my God, please send someone to come be with me. I'm so scared. And like all of a sudden, like it got super quiet. I could hear birds chirping. My, I could feel like my, my breathing in and out was like really slow and calm. And I just wasn't worried. Uh, finally, like probably 45 minutes later, this like two cars had passed and I laid on the horn, but they didn't hear me. And I was literally hanging upside down by my seatbelt and this car pulls over and she's like, Oh my God. And I say, I'm okay. Just call 911. I said, also call my mom. My mom arrives to the scene before the, before the police get there. And Uh, paramedics come, they use the jaws of life to get me out. I land on the firefighters back. They pull me out and they say, you know, I go up and hug my mom and she's like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. And you know, the cars smashed this, you know, barely it's completely totaled. And the firefighter looks at me and he goes, you know, you got to go over to the paramedic. They're going to check you out. And then you have to file a police report. And I told my mom, Oh my God, I was so scared. I, I like, I think I, I don't know I just asked for someone to be with me and then it got really quiet and she's like kind of looking at me like okay so we go over to the police officer and he's like ma'am um um when we arrived at the scene of the accident who was the man in the car with you uh and I go there was no one in the car with me I was on my way to school and he's like ma'am I know you're a little flustered and I like look at my mom and he's like when we arrived at the scene, there was a man getting out of the car and he walked up the hill and we need to know who that was for the police report. And, uh-huh. Harris, Harris standing uh, up. Uh-huh. And um, to this day, and I'm happy to send a copy 
it's crazy to this day on that police report, it's me in the car and one unidentified man on the police report. Uh -huh. And I have like three other stories where I probably could have died and did it. So fucking crazy. And I, my next song coming out is one of the lyrics is literally, I thought I died, not literally, but I thought I died, but I did it. I'm alive. And it's literally about that. <laughs> wow. Wow. What's the rest of the year looking like for you? Have you got it mapped out? You must. I got it mapped out. I'm going to, I'm going to drop a song like every 30 days, just nice. kind of like slowly intro myself um, that way. I'm going to probably drop an EP in January. That's more country um, songs that I kind of first did but they're really strong and really good. Anyone that loves country music will really, I think, dig them. Yeah. Um, I just left Nashville a week ago and finished two more songs. So I've got about like 10 songs in the pipeline. Um, they're going to gonna be coming out. And you got that you know, Biggie's cover album coming out as well, right? I got that Biggie cover. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good, man. Oh, mad respect to Biggie. Um, but yeah, I'm just in, obviously TV and film stuff is coming up. I've got a film coming out in January. That's going to be really dope. It's got um, me, Peter Green, Mickey Rorick, uh, Vincent Young, Fred Rostar, a really cool cast. Ice, cool. Ice T's in it. It's mm. going to be legit. Cool. So yeah, that's in January. And um, I don't know, just kind of enjoy. I'm just going to keep creating and enjoying I, I you know i've really learned it's all about the process i don't really even all the other stuff doesn't it's fun but yeah. the process is like where it's at so i'm just gonna kind of stay in the pocket and keep creating nice yeah well thank you again for taking some time hanging out here on the Toddcast in hollywood north yes thank you for having me <laughs> you Pleasure. Bet. where is the best place for people to stalk you online like where are you most Ooh. active Ooh, uh, I would, I mean, I would say Instagram, yep. uh, I'm trying to become, they're getting mad at me. So I'm not as active as I should be. Yeah. But, I noticed um, that your, your Twitter account is, uh, non-existent. It doesn't exist anymore. I don't, I just, I hadn't reset my password in like 12 years on that thing. So I gotta, <laughs> it's time. I know. I know. I just, ah, it's the whole social media. I, I, I know. know. Oh, that's if I could get rid of one thing about what I do broadcasting all that like fuck i hate social media hate i know it. it's the worst it's, it's the, the worst. worst and it's like i don't it's the worst i like it, it, it you almost it, it's just like it's it's unnecessary but it feels like you're pandering you know yeah like please listen to this podcast please come to my show that i'm doing like ah fuck it's too much it's too much it's all yeah it's it's super cheesy i don't like it at all but it's part of <laughs> Part of the necessary evil, I guess. Yes, indeed it is. Yeah, so I would say on Instagram and um, yeah, like I'm super engaging too. So like, you know, if anyone hits me up in my messages and stuff, I don't have some like dickwad running my social media. It's, all it's actually you. So if you get <laughs> yeah. a reply, you're getting a reply. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So it's, it's supposed to be. It should be like that. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks again. And I guess, I guess we'll see you online. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca. Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of Go Kid Go and a mom to two kids. 
Join my family on the story train with Calm Conductor Birdie each night as we travel through the magic rainbow tunnel to everywhere and anywhere to find the best bedtime stories. Search for Story Train on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.